from the studios of Seeing It Up and somewhere in the swamps of South Carolina. Because there's swamps in Jersey and there's swamps in South Carolina. This is the season premiere of Teeing It Up Presents the Sunday Sprint with the one, the only Luke Morrow. Hello. Good morning. It's been a long seven months. It has been a long seven months. Where are you at the moment? Uh, I am in my apartment in Charleston, South Carolina. And how is the weather in Charleston, South Carolina? Well, you know, right now it's good. We'll see uh, how good the weather is this week with that uh, hurricane, but um, so far so good. It's a beautiful Sunday, ready for some football. Uh, for diehard fans of, of the Sunday Sprint, you will know that, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry diehard fans of teeing it up, you will know that um, Luke moved from Daytona to Charleston to become the voice of the Citadel and take on a midday show on ESPN Radio's affiliate there, but it has no name. Do we now have a name for your radio show? Not yet. I got about uh, 48 hours to come up with one. I, I told you, Morrow's something. <laughs> All right, that's what we're going to go with. No, we're going to go with Tina up with Jeremy Schilling with Luke Morrow. Perfect. Um, are, you, are, you, are you more confident about the Vikings today than you are about the, the name of your radio show? Well, since I don't have a name, uh, yeah, I will say so. Okay. Um, before we get to the Vikings... Oops. In, in all seriousness, when did your show launch? When can people listen to it? Uh, we pushed it back a week to further promote, so it will begin a week from tomorrow, September 17th, uh, 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday, and you can listen to it online at charlestonsportsradio.com or on TuneIn Radio uh, or anything else that you listen to the radio on your phone or online. It will be on the ESPN stations here in South Carolina. Are they are the, are they punishing you and and withholding your pay because you don't have a name yet? <laughs> we got a couple of people trying to brainstorm and come up with something uh, you know clever and original. So we'll get there. Still working on it. Okay, but they have not withheld your pay. No, not yet. Okay, now we're gonna sprint. Um, Vikes. For, uh, uh, sorry, let's back up. How do you feel about the season? How do you feel about football returning? How do you feel about Thursday's opener? Where's your head at? Well, happy to have football back. Thursday's opener, I thought, was a joke. It was an extension of, of the preseason. And I think that could be used as Exhibit A for when coaches want to shorten the preseason. And when we see teams like, uh, I think the Dolphins did it, where even in the third game you sit all your starters. I know the Bears did that. And so these starters play hardly at all, maybe two series the whole preseason. And then they come out for the real thing, and you get what we saw Thursday night, which was just atrocious. Matt Ryan was terrible somehow. He was worse than Nick Foles, and uh, just an ugly, ugly game. At least there was some excitement at the end. But all in all, nice to have football back. Looking forward to a full Sunday today and, and moving forward. And hopefully the focus, for the most part this season, can be about the play on the field and enough of all this other stuff that we have to keep hearing about when it comes to the NFL. Um, excuse me. Vikes 49ers. You guys got so close and then ran into the juggernaut that was Philly. Um, how do you feel week one 49ers going against the absolute juggernaut that is Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers can, can they continue their momentum from late last year 
Yeah, you know, week one is always such a toss-up to me in the NFL. Anything can happen, and it's hard to predict. And this is a, a great example to me because I really don't know what to expect in this game. I think on paper, the Vikings are the much better team. But, you know, with Jimmy G at the helm, they finished out the year with five straight wins last year. He looked great in that offense. Um, and the Vikings last year had the best home defense in the league. They averaged only allowed 12 points a game at home. I think their average margin of victory at home was like 15 points. They were excellent in uh, in Minneapolis. And so, personally, maybe as a biased Vikings fan, I think the Vikings will turn Jimmy G back into a pumpkin tonight. But the thing that, that makes me weary is that it is this first game. And so the Niners have had really all offseason to prepare, prepare some tricks uh, the Vikings, uh, like everyone, not in midseason form. You're still kind of figuring out some things. Some guys are still getting their legs under them. That's where teams are most vulnerable. And so I could see a situation where Garoppolo and the Niners come in and they're able to put some points up against the Vikings. If this was a few weeks from now, I would be even more confident in Minnesota. But since it's week one, uh, like I said, I, I, you know, it's more of a toss-up, I think, for every game today. I, I, there's a lot of toss-ups to me where either team could win the matchup so i like the vikings um but afraid of uh you know maybe getting caught off guard like they did when they played the niners what was that two years ago in the season opener and got totally shellacked by a terrible san francisco team just because minnesota wasn't ready hopefully they're ready today um what's your outlook with kirk cousins I love the pickup. I thought he was the best available quarterback this offseason. I thought he's been uh, really underappreciated and mistreated, or was during his time in Washington, and then certainly not uh, underappreciated or mistreated with that new contract he just got this offseason. But I think he's head and shoulders above Case Keenum. I think he's so much better than Keenum. I think Keenum uh, won't make it to probably Thanksgiving as the starting quarterback in Denver. Uh, and when you look at the Vikings, I mean, they were 13-3 and last year. And, uh, oh, by the way, when you account for the, the luck statistics, if you will, in terms of turnovers, schedule, um, all that sort of stuff where you determine how lucky a team got, the Vikings, according to that stat, had the worst luck of any double-digit team last year and yet still won 13 games. Plus, you add Kirk Cousins this offseason, Sheldon Richardson on the defense, you get all your other starters back. I mean, this is a more talented team than a year ago that won 13 games, but the life of a Vikings fan, the life of a football fan, it's very hard to have that success year in and year out. So there's a, a big part of me that thinks you know the Vikings will take a step back this year just because it's it's hard to win 13 games in back-to-back -back seasons. But they have more talent this year than they did a year ago. 49ers win this game 31-10. Wow. I hope you're wrong. I think you are. I, I think you're in for a miserable opening day. Uh, Jets-Lions tomorrow night, Monday Night Football, an opportunity to see, excuse the sound, hold on, I've been having technical television problems besides technical phone problems. Um, oh, boy. Yes, yes, this is this has not been a, 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 a pleasant start to the day. Um, anyway, um, then, yeah, see, now ESPN was working. I, I had no ESPN. I couldn't get you breaking news on any on any injuries or anything. It was it was very sad. I hear you. Anyway, Jets-Lions, the start of the Sam Darnold era. I, as most people know, I was not a fan of this. Um, I thought Josh uh, Rosen was the best guy in the draft. Darnold, inconsistency in his fourth year. But he's been great in the preseason, great with decision-making, great with everything. Lions, Matt Stafford. The issue for the Jets is the front seven. The front seven is not very good. Everybody else is good. I think the Jets lose this game 
to 14 type deal. I think the line and their, and their veteran presence are a little better right now than the, than the Jets are. The Jets are a borderline playoff team, but I think this is the wrong kind of opponent to have in week one. I'm a little bit different. I think the Jets will keep it close. I can see the Jets going in there and, and even winning in uh, Sam's debut. The Lions, to me, the Lions will be there at the end of the year. They'll be in the hunt, uh, in my opinion, this season. Um, but, you know, they just don't impress me. The Lions never seem to win the important games. They, they never seem to. Stafford rarely goes out there and just takes care of business. So, long story short, I think the Lions will keep the Jets in this game. Patricia, if his defense is anything like how it was in New England, They'll allow you to move the football just as long as they try to keep you out of the end zone. And so I think that will help the Jets with a rookie quarterback. I think he'll have success being able to move the football. They'll just have to find a way to then punch it in from inside, say, the 30-yard line. Uh, but he will I think it's a good first start for him, even on the road, Monday Night Football, all those things, all this pressure. But in terms of the Lions defensively, they had a higher defensive coach for a reason. That defense has not been good the last few years. And judging by Patricia's past and the way he runs a defense, they could be vulnerable tomorrow night, even against a rookie. So I think it's a good start for him. I think the Jets do well. I could even see them pulling out a win. This is just a bad, in my opinion, just a, a, a you know, the Jets have kind of Quincy and Nunwa back, which will help when it comes to the red zone. But I, I just feel like this is too big a stage for week one. We move on to uh, Houston and the Pats. Intriguing game. Return of Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Brady and company back and, and, and ready to gear it up. Deshaun Watson would have probably been Rookie of the Year if he hadn't gotten hurt. Um, really curious to see how he looks post-injury. Really curious to see how J.J. Watt looks post-injury. I think in the end, this is a game that will be won by the Patriots and probably pretty confidently but in the end uh, but I'm, I'm just i'm just curious to see what leads up to that here's where i'll differ from you once again and i think i may be drinking the kool-aid but if deshaun watson is close enough to 100 percent where i mean he's capable of going out there and winning a football game i actually like the texans to potentially win this game outright i think that they'll at least uh keep it to less than the six and a half point spread but uh the Patriots under Bill Belichick, they've won two-thirds of their games in September, which is good, but the rest of the season they've won nearly 85% of their games. They always seem to struggle in September. I think it was last year when they, they got killed by the Chiefs. Everyone was concerned about New England, and then they came out and continued to roll after that first week. They always seem to get off to a slower start. Then you look at this roster for New England. I think they have what, four receivers on the roster. One's Cordero Patterson. One is a guy that they just picked up off of waivers this past week. You have Philip Dorsett as another guy. It's amazing when you look at that offensive group that this Patriots team is probably going to win you know, 12 games, if not more, this year because the talent, other than a 41-year-old quarterback in Gronkowski, really isn't there for the Patriots offensively. So if the Texans, assuming that Deshaun Watson is healthy enough, I like Houston going in there and uh, surprising the Patriots a bit today because New England still is kind of working on things. That's a Belichick way before they really kick it into gear here in a couple of weeks. That, that's a fair point. The, the, the playmakers, especially with Edelman's injury, are not there. So, But isn't this what Tom Brady's done his whole career? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is probably the worst group that he's had yet. And he's, what, 41 years old? You know, he's just at his oldest with probably the worst amount of talent around him. 
But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's amazing when you look at this roster that at the end of the year, they're probably going to have 12 wins because they are far from one of the most talented rosters in the league. And yet they'll probably be the number one seed in the AFC. It's amazing what Brady and Belichick do. Yeah. Um, all right. So we move on now as Matthew Fitzpatrick has successfully won the Omega European Masters with a birdie putt on the first playoff hole. Sorry, I'll get you some golf knowledge while uh-huh. sitting here. Um, and um, we, 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 we move on to the final Monday night football game, uh, which is Raiders-Rams, the return of John Gruden to the sidelines. I think that this Raider team, even with a healthy Derek Carr and all their playmakers, is going to be overmatched. Um, and um, I just think that in the end, it's going to be a, a runaway Ram win. I agree with you on this one. I think in the long term, I actually think the Rams take a step back this year. I, I, to- I totally agree. Yeah, I think they made a, a lot of good moves in the offseason, but a lot of guys that probably won't mix well with one another. And plus, kind of like a sophomore slump for a team that comes out of nowhere last year, uh, Jared Goff, and, and that really kind of a smoke-and-mirror offense, I think, with a lot of tape out there, teams are going to be able to slow down that Sean McVay offense. And just the issues I think they'll have defensively. But anyways, uh, looking at this game, yeah, I think the Rams do beat up on the Raiders pretty good, even on the road. I think the Raiders are going to be a mess. I could see them going something like 4-12 and in Gruden's return. I will say, potentially the one smart thing that Gruden did with this Martavius Bryant, now that it's looking like he may be facing a year-long suspension. So for all the heat that Gruden has taken, that, that may be the one thing that he did get right. But he has really, from the looks of things, mishandled that whole roster. And now we'll see it in action tomorrow night for the first time. But I think it'll be a terrible year for the Raiders, and it'll start tomorrow with a loss against the Rams. How do you trade Khalil Mack? I I get it. They couldn't offer him the contract, but I don't know. How did you feel about that deal? That that, that just felt weird to me. Yeah, and, you know, as a Vikings fan, I'm not happy that he's now in the NFC North. Uh, He's a heck of a player. Um, You know, I I think the Raiders did get a pretty good haul for him, but... uh, it's kind of the John Gruden way. I mean, he loves these these veterans, and he's already done that in Oakland, getting rid of some younger guys, signing some older guys. He just much prefers veterans and than young guys. He trusts them more. That whole Mac deal, it's interesting. I think part of the issue is giving so much money to to Carr, which I think they did a little bit too early. But you've seen it in a lot of places, especially you know Seattle of late. When you devote so much money to one position, and the Packers are going to find this out with Aaron Rodgers the next couple of years, it's hard to keep all the other talented players. And so I see where Gruden's coming from, where he said he'd rather spread that money over three talented defensive players than have one really good one. And I get that. It's tough to let Matt go. He's phenomenal. But you know we'll see what they can do with what they got back. Um, okay. Uh, and finally, we have Jacksonville Giants. Fascinating football game in my mind. Jags, the the surprise Cinderella story of last year. You make it to the AFC Championship game against the Pats. You you look at what Blake Bortles was actually able to do. Leonard Fournette, the running game, a dynamite defense, and they go up against a giant team that has all their playmakers back, plus Saquon Barkley with Odell Beckham healthy. Um, I think the Giants win this game. I think Jacksonville, like the Rams, takes a step back this year. I don't think the Jags can do this two years in a row. I think it's going to be a really dynamite, um, a, 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 a dynamite and dynamic giant offense. And I, I know a lot of giant fans are skittish and don't think, especially defensively, that they can get through this year. 
and get through this season as well as some people outside New York have said they will be. But I think this is a, a dynamite giant team and I think that we're looking at a scenario where um, the uh, Giants win today and, and have a solid season. Yeah, it pains me to say it, but I, I like the Giants a lot this year. I think they very well could win the uh, NFC East. Uh, I love Pat Shermer, and I think he's going to do a lot of great things with that offense, assuming you know everyone stays healthy. You have Beckham back. Barkley is dynamic in the backfield. They will make Eli good enough to succeed this year. And then you look at Jacksonville. The Jaguars, you would think, have the recipe to travel well with that run game and that defense. Last year, they were 4-4 four and four on the road, and they lost their last three road games to some bad teams. And I think it was Arizona, the Titans they lost on the road. I forget the other one, but... Jaguars struggled on the road, specifically Blake Bortles. And if you fall behind, like we know with this Jacksonville team, Bortles is not the guy that's going to lead them back. So if Eli and that explosive offense can get ahead early, they should be able to pretty much cruise to a victory today against the Jaguars. Look at that receiving core for Jacksonville. They lost their best three options in the offseason. Bortles, as bad as he is now, has nobody to throw it to. So I think Jacksonville offensively will be in even bigger trouble this year. We'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Luke, as much as I love talking to you, we have we, we are getting to the end of our radio program. Aww. Very good week one timing from you. <laughs> very good. Very impressive. So I it's need your fun. game of the day. Oof, game of the day. I you know, I think I'm gonna go with the Patriots or, Texans. I will go with um I, I, I will go with the wonderful game that I will not watch because I'll be sleeping for most of it, Rams-Raiders. I don't know why, I just felt that way. Your sleeper game of the day. Sleeper game? You know, I put no thought into this beforehand. I actually forgot about these picks, of course, but I'm going why, to say... Lou, Lou, come on, we've only been doing this for like 20 years. I know, and I always forget. I'm going to say Bears-Packers because, for me, of course... That's one of the games I'm most interested in today. I think the Bears will be better. I think that'll be a good game tonight. Dallas, Carolina. I think Dallas uh, is going to have some problems week one. I think Carolina wins that game. Uh, your game to watch golf if the rain can ever clear. Golf during. I will say, man, I guess, uh, yeah, I'll do Saints. No, you know what? I'll do yeah, I'll do Saints uh, Buccaneers with Fitzpatrick. I think the Saints should win big. Steelers, Browns. If it was Baker Mayfield starting, then obviously it's intriguing, but no. Sorry. Campaign. Uh, I think the Browns may uh, may pull one off. Uh, oh, oh, oh. A little inside sleeper pick here. Uh, <laughs> your, your, your survivor game of the day. I'm going to go Ravens at home against the Bills. I know the weather is going to play a factor. That yes. will give the Bills more of a chance, but the Bills may be the worst team in the league. Ravens can't lose to Peterman at home. Uh, Tennessee against Miami, even on the Ooh. road. Interesting. I Wise know. guys like the Dolphins in that one. I know. Um, uh, and finally, your player to watch. Uh, I'm going to go with your quarterback. Yeah, well, youngest player to, to make his debut week one, Monday Night Football in Detroit. I think he plays well. Like I said, Jets may even get the victory. I'm mean, curious to see him. Saquon Barkley, I think he runs for over 150 yards today. I can see it. I think he runs for 150 yards. Luke, welcome back. And the start of year, whatever this is, six or seven for the <laughs> Sunday spring. Yeah, it's been quite a while. It's good to be back. We will see you all, including Luke, next week. <laughs>